Since iTunes only keeps the last 100 episodes of any show, some of our show topics that seem to help the most people are no longer available when people search on iTunes. So, in an effort to make that information available to more people, from time to time we're going to re-air some of our most popular show topics. You can also go to kickitnaturally.com and search for any topic in our search box. For now, enjoy this show that originally aired in 2014. T.C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with T.C. Hale, author, natural health expert, producer. What's up, T.C.? I didn't have any life-changing uh, experiences this week. Oh, well, I had one. Oh, you had one. Well, then you're better than everybody I know. else. I I'm the cool kid. I got married on the 4th of July. That is I'm super Independence Day. How ironic. Yeah, I know. So we're going to have to stop this little tryst we have, Will, <laughs> now that I'm married. Sad news. Or at mm. least down low. Or at least yeah, pretend. Yeah, yeah, we'll pretend. We'll keep it on the down low. So what you said it was spontaneous on the 4th of July. Did your fiancé just like, I didn't get any fireworks, so why don't we just get married? Yeah, well, I mean, spontaneous in the fact that we did it the night before. Right. We planned it the night before, but uh-huh. then we got up and said, let's go do it. We're actually going to do it. So That's um, great. At least you're pregnant now. Yeah, exactly. And that's why. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I am not. Uh, but we're really cheap, so we thought, this will be cool. We'll have it on a holiday everybody always has parties uh-huh, and we'll fun. always have fireworks going off on our anniversary <laughs> that's you know clever. that's good thinking you go. that's good planning and you can pretend like people do shows over boats and waters for you guys exactly, thanks so much exactly. for coming uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys thank you so much for it's spending been hard it's a lot of work this day, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. thank you for the fireworks show exactly. <laughs> so my, i guess my minerals were really good that day because i had a smart thought you know uh-huh. you how about that okay so, and uh, there you hear the uh, hottie patati Will Schmidt. He's back in the studio today. Back in the hey, studio. Yeah, and you know, he's in the pretty studio. much just here all the time. Yeah. So. yeah, we haven't got him to leave yet. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I know. Pain rats. Yeah. You know, if you feed them, they just keep coming back. Uh-huh. They're like cats. <laughs> rats. Yeah, yeah. So. Today, all of our listeners can get a free audiobook from audible.com. Just go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook for more details. All right, well, today is a big topic. Back pain. Oh my gosh, I know this one. Kenna knows some stuff this about is, back pain. How come I know every single topic that we talk about <laughs> and well. really have? Yeah. <laughs> really well researched. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason we know stuff is because we had to figure things out yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. I'm a lab rat. Uh, but no, I have experienced back pain for years, and this last year it was really, really hard. There was like three or four months I couldn't even work out, and it was just, it was, it was pain. I'm yeah. still baby stepping my way back at the gym, but, um, it's getting better every day, but yeah, not Yeah, so fun. a lot of these people's questions, I was thinking about you and remembering what you did, so you'll be able to talk about, you know, things that you did too. I think I've blocked it all out. Maybe. It was so much pain. You're married now. Just, You're allowed yeah. to forget things. Oh, yeah. What was funny, though, I was talking this morning when we were walking after um, working out, and I was like, it's really weird because, you know, Louise L. Hayes says your back hurts when you feel unsupported by the universe. But now that I feel the support and I have somebody else there, my back hasn't been hurting. Thank you, Louise. Things haven't been hurting on me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's so good you time. get a sugar daddy and yeah. all your back pain goes away. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. 
So uh, we just all stopped talking at the same time. That was awkward. <laughs> I thought the show was over. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. just overwhelmed with the amount of questions. Yeah, it's a yeah, lot Yeah, it's a lot. This is, we're going to have to take this to two shows. So if you asked a question on Facebook and we don't get to it in this show, it's not because we hate you. It's because we're probably going to have to do two parts to this. Because apparently people's backs suck and yeah. they want to know about it. Yeah, and if you haven't liked us on Facebook yet, go ahead and stop what you're doing and go to Kick It In The Nuts. That's where we post topics about future shows that we'll be doing and you guys can post any questions you want us to cover in that show and we'll try to get to it. So before we get into questions, and that's probably what we'll do, we'll just jump right into questions. Yeah. And I know with a lot of this stuff... We're going to try to explain things from a nutritional point of view, and then Will's going to talk a lot about alignment and that kind of stuff, too, because he's really fancy about things he knows in that regard. But keep in mind that, uh, like, if you've had a back injury or back surgery or uh, somebody chopped your back in half or something crazy, like... We're, we're not going to have any answers for you. We're not going to know what the situation is because once somebody goes digging in there, you know, there's no telling what's going on. But we're going to try and give you some, a few, like a point of view that maybe you haven't looked at or heard of or found before that will help you look at, okay, what's going on with me? Can I look at if there's things I can do even nutritionally or physically through exercises, stretches, you know, things like that? Um they can help me get some relief because when your back is jacked, everything you can't even brush your teeth without getting mm -hmm. pissed off. It's mm -hmm. just like everything you do hurts. Yeah, nothing. I mean, you can't really do anything when your back hurts. It just it's it's the biggest right. sucky. Like remember thing when sex world. was fun? That's not that's yeah, not even anything. Yeah, now you're yeah. just like uh uh. Oh uh, yeah. Get no away. Thanks. Uh huh. So it's you know we we really feel for these people that uh, are have been dealing with issues for you know, years or decades. Um, so we're just hoping that we can find you some different things to investigate because most people have exhausted their possibilities. I mean, they've asked doctor after doctor and not finding any answers. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can point you in a direction where maybe uh, you can find some relief because and, it does suck. Yeah, and just like we're all snowflakes, like with back pain, it's all different. Everybody's different. So even though I might have a stretch that really works for me, it might acerbate the problem for somebody else. Or make it worse, if that was the fancy word you're That was going the word for. that I was, right. yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, think about the fact that uh, just listening to what you're going through or what you've been diagnosed, there's no way for us to know what's really going on. A diagnosis, uh, I mean, that's half of what the medical world is, is incorrect diagnosis. So, um, you know, we can't take a diagnosis and, and we don't diagnose anyways, but we can't look at your diagnosis and uh, understand what's really going on. So we'll just give you some general ideas that you can kind of look at. Ready? Go. <clears throat> All right. So we're just going to go right in there. Karina from Edmonton, Alberta. That's why they're a massage therapist. And then Christina from Portland, Oregon says, massage therapists can only do so much. They can't cure back pain. Yeah, so I think that you're going to find situations where people are having back issues and a massage therapist can do some great stuff for it. And you're going to find a whole lot of people that are, it's, it's just not going to help out mm -hmm. at all. And sometimes even hurts more. Sure. What yeah. are your thoughts on that, Will? Yeah, I have a couple. Um, Let's hear up to seven of them. Up to seven of them. First of all, I haven't, I haven't really said anything as far as in the intro goes, but the main thing I want to say is if you have back pain you can fantastically help yourself. 
even if you've had surgery, even if you've had a traumatic injury. I've been an exercise therapist, like I was exclusively that after I did like a year or two as a personal trainer and then was just an exercise therapist for like six years straight. And I've kept doing it since then. So it's been over 11 years. And I was trying to think of a client who had back pain that we couldn't help. That they they were just screwed. Nothing could happen. Yeah, Will helped me too. And I couldn't think of one. Yeah. I could, I like, there's been people that had like traumatic hip pain or like severe shoulder structure damage and that kind of thing. They needed surgery. And maybe some of them didn't have greatest success, but I honestly can't think of one person that came to us with back pain, even blazing sciatica like that with bulging discs and spinal mm-hmm. fusions. And I can't think of one that didn't get better. So so a- think about this as we're talking about things and maybe Will's explaining things that you can do. Um, the the reality is that, you know, as much as anybody can find improvement, for a lot of people, it's going to take work. Yeah. So if Will's working with a client, you know, they come a few times a week and they're working with him and uh, and they're so they're going to progress. But for you, you're going to have to really do the stuff. If there's exercises you need to do, mm-hmm. then you have to really do them. A lot of people are just looking for, you know, what pill do I take to fix right. my broken spine? Right. And that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Well, do you have like mybodyofknowledge.net, right? Where you do? You, is that where you put up yeah, your exercise? Yeah, I'll definitely mention it. Yeah. So we, we will made a special page just for this episode that. People oh, will be able to go sweet. to and see videos and yeah. stuff like that. If you go to mybodyofknowledge.net forward slash pain relief, um, you'll hear like the summary of what I'm going to talk about with body alignment. And there's a link to pain relief videos right there. You could also go to directly to mybodyofknowledge.net forward slash pain relief videos. Either one of those. But start with just the uh, forward slash pain relief so you can get the gist of this. But to the, address the question about massage therapists and and surgery and medications and things like that, they all have their role and can help in some ways. The foundation of getting out of back pain is correcting your body alignment. And there may be psychological things that make you hurt, like you were saying, like now that you feel more supported and that sort of stuff, you don't feel the pain. Um, and that is real. That's true. Like, And massage therapists play, in my view, a similar sort of role of the the biochemicals that happen when we feel touched and loved and cared for are real. Like if you don't hold the baby it will stop eating and it'll just it'll sort of passively kill itself Aww. it's called they lose the will to thrive if they're not touched so there's a real psychosomatic thing that happens when there's like hands on you and that I'm gonna need your hands on right <laughs> so that may be what like is you're benefiting from from the massage therapist Right. And if nothing else, that may be that, a benefit. Yeah. yeah, and that could honestly make you feel better. And if your thing is like you're lacking that human touch, then that can be great. When you look at like the straight therapeutic aspects of like what massage is doing, it's mostly about like mas- like needing muscle knots mm-hmm. out, right? Trying to get the tension out of the muscles, which I think it's more helpful and effective if it's, if it's like an acute injury, like if you were just in a car accident or – you went down water slides and you landed weird or something like that. I do that a lot on water slides. Yeah, slip and slides. <laughs> Every day I come over and I'm like, Tony, let's get in here. Like, stop with the slip and slide. So like, if you fell and hurt yourself, you might have an acute sort of like tension pattern that a masseuse could really help. But just like with a chiropractor, they like push and snap your spine around or a massage therapist or a trigger point therapist or whatever it is. They're just trying to push the body back into position and convince the muscles to relax. The short-sighted part of that is if they're not 
also introducing new coordinations to the body, like the way your body holds itself, like upright, your posture, the way it walks, or the way it moves, your movement mechanics. If you're not also actively training new patterns, those knots are going to come back because those knots are the learned resting tension lengths of the muscles. So say you have like a really tight knot in your shoulder, your trap, like your neck and upper back on one side. You can massage that out, but you, as soon as you stand up, you're still going to be off kilter with like one shoulder higher than the other, probably one hip higher than the other. And that knot is going to come right back because that's the alignment your body has learned to be upright and oriented. So you have to train a new alignment. And when you do train a new alignment, you can reset and adjust the resting tension lengths of the muscle so those knots just aren't there and they won't come back. And then you won't need massages to get the pain out. And also, it's like like you were saying, if you stand a certain way, like I say I sit up on my leg when I, if I watch TV or whatever on the couch, so one of my hips is higher than the other. And that was one thing I didn't realize. And when I became aware of that, somebody pointed it out to me. Then I became conscious, and now I don't sit like that. Mm -hmm. You know, if I find myself sitting like that, then I'm like, don't sit like that because your hip's going to hurt. Mm. And, you know, just doing little things and becoming aware and changing those, like with your posture, things like that, that will help it in the long run. And then one thing to look at is that, you know, being aware is a big deal because, like, your whole life, how would you ever have ever known that? No mm -hmm. one's ever told you not to sit on your foot uh -huh. and not to be all bent up pretzely or the wrong thing. Uh -huh. um, so how would you know? So sometimes just being aware enough to, oh, I should not do that can be a, something that can straight uh -huh. out and have a lot of issues. Another another piece on that is a lot of people are con are very concerned about their desk space ergonomics and that uh -huh. kind of thing, or they're worried about, you know, like always sitting in one position or trying to remember to always sit up straight. And it is good to be aware of those patterns and to maybe not like always carry your purse on the same side, but it's not the most important thing. And to give an example, like when I was in India, I was trying to like reinvent myself as a musician while I was working as an exercise therapist and I played guitar about 15 hours a day. Like I stayed up all night, whatever. That's a very asymmetrical right. exercise, right? You're hunched over with one shoulder high. And when I stood up, my posture was still balanced because my body had been trained to know that that upright coordination even though I was sitting offset asymmetrical for like 15 hours with a lot of like stress and tension because I mm -hmm. suck at guitar <laughs> as soon as the, my body still knew what straight is so you usually don't maybe for a little while you might have to stop an activity like if you have hip pain you're a golfer or whatever you might need to give a little break to it so you can give your body a chance to really learn a new coordination but once you do you can do other things like flying a plane to India and, you know, hunch over at your desk and walk in high heels and still not have pain. The important, the important thing is that your body learns those new coordinations. So daily repetition of corrective exercises that are appropriate for you can teach that to it. So you can slouch. You can sit on one side. You can sit on your hip. If you're also training your body to be straight, it's like a software or a language or a coordination or a skill that your body just learns and internalizes. And once it's there, you don't have to remember to sit up straight or stand straight or try to walk straight because your body will just know how to do it. But if you're gay, you won't ever know straight. Yeah, it's always going to have a little thing. extra yeah. flare to it. Exactly. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Nothing wrong with uh, that. And, Most uh, of my friends are. Yeah, and at the end of the show, we'll have uh, Will play a song. Like, he'll either do uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water <laughs> or maybe Dude Looks Like a Lady. One of those he'll do, yeah. uh, and that'll be great. So just keep in mind that a lot of these things that we're talking about Yes, they can take work to retrain yourself and retrain your body and to get your alignment right. 
Um, but uh, when you compare that to the horrific pain that you live with every day, it's it's really not so bad. Yeah. And that's just that'll be some of the people. We're going to get into some nutritional stuff too that uh, may be causative factors for a lot of people as well. All right. Todd from York Factory, Manitoba, sucks. That's all he says. True, Todd. Thanks, Thank Todd. You. Thank you for the input. Colette from Malibu, California, and I've seen a picture of Colette. Can you tell me the success rate for improving back pain with breast reduction surgery? I can tell you, Colette, none of the guys want you to do Don't it. Don't do it, Colette. <laughs> Don't do it. You know, um... You know, there, that is real, that if the if you have all these breasts going on, and it's... All these oh, there's breasts, right, all there's these more breasts. than just two. Yeah, Some people yeah, have yeah, three or four. Okay. I think Chandler Bing had three, mm-hmm. didn't he? Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> that made Nina laugh. <laughs> no, we woke Nina up. <laughs> she gets excited about yeah. Friends trivia. Um, and you can also send in Friends trivia questions, too, and mm-hmm. we'll cover those on the show as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, that extra weight, that's real. That's really something, and you may be able to do some work to, uh, you know, that could strengthen your core to help that out. But, uh, also, if, uh, a person is, has some extra weight going around, if they lose weight, I mean, every bo- girl's gonna tell you the boobs are first to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, sadly, yeah. yes. Unless they're plastic. Right. If they're, yeah. Unless they're plastic, but then and hopefully then they, they're lighter if that's. They end up looking like balloons with marbles in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> or socks. You get some good push-ups bras or something, mm-hmm. but, uh, so maybe that isn't always, and no, I don't know the statistics of what kind of improvement, uh, that we see, but I know we had someone else who He'll said. He'll need to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring, bring those by. Yeah. We'll, we'll see the before yeah. and after just to make sure. But, Will, what do you think about yeah. that? What no, do you think about breasts, Will? I like them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that is true. That is a legitimate tricky thing. Right. I would say, like, having, like, extra, like, large breasts is actually more challenging for correcting low back pain and neck tension than it is being obese. Because when you're obese, your body fat's kind of distributed, distributed yeah. right? yeah. Whereas if you just have big boobs, they're constantly pulling forward. Yeah. And I had like a like a guy friend who had huge dreads. They probably like it were like down past no dreads like past his butt, and it was like heavy, like a lot of hair, probably Uh like ten, fifteen pounds of hair, right? And it made him no, he did a good job keeping pain, Mm -hmm. but it made him keep a forward head position. Like there was no way he could anatomically have ideal unless he draped it over his shoulders. Uh huh. But those things are, those can throw you off. A lot of people think that if you strengthen, like you said, strengthen your core, then it can, like, make the back pain go away. But the thing is, like, if you have a weight that's, like, held on your chest, there's always going to be gravity pulling you forward. And your, your back muscles are always going to have to be flexing, fighting against that pull. So they're always on, like, all the time that you're standing, but also they're on so much that they don't even know how to turn off when you sit down. And that's what a knot is also, right? So strengthening that muscle, think of that like if you've got a horse that's running 24 hours a day and you're like, ah, you know what? This horse just can't hold up. We need to strengthen it. So you like make it run sprints while it's also like running. That's like you're putting even more work demand on an overly worked muscle. It's not too strong. It's just too much is being asked of it all the time. So when your posture's off and it's, you know, it's something you can correct because your weight is proportional on your, as far as your flesh goes, you can shift your posture and then those back muscles can relax. 
But when we look at like posture therapy and corrective alignment exercises, you would not do any exercises that put more work on the lower back. It would be doing all sorts of things to transfer work to like your hip stabilizers and your upper back extensors and things like that so that you can take the stress off of the low back. So if you're going to a physical therapist because you have back pain and he's making you do like back extensions and straight leg deadlifts and stuff, you should not go there. <laughs> you should find someone else. So don't get your breasts reduced. Just get two breasts put on your back. To yeah, them right. Out the yeah, front or work on your then... butt more or something like. I don't know. Okay. It's got to be. So how about this? Because you know you see people a lot of times that uh, if their stomach muscles are are very weak, that there's a lot of activities that if the stomach can't handle that load, that the back will join in to help out. And then if you're constantly putting that fatigue on the back from you know, wanted to join in and help out, then could strengthening the stomach muscles help in that regard? Yeah, if you're doing like ab exercises like planks or leg lifts and stuff and your abs aren't tight and aren't strong enough to And you're hold, feeling it in your back. Yeah, yeah. that's because your your abs should be able to hold your pelvis toward your, your spine, like pulling your, your hips and that whole bony segment of your pelvis toward your spine to prevent hyperextension. If you do like a leg lift or sit-ups and you feel pain in your back, it's because your abs are not engaging either strong enough or at all, mm -hmm. and your low back is being pulled into hyperextension. And that can also trigger those muscles to flex and spasm just because they're used to doing all the work. So when you're trying to get them to relax for a second and let their antagonists, the abs, do their work, uh, that can be tricky. So it's not really a matter of like, making the sometimes it like it depends on the work demand like making the abs stronger so they can endure more kind of exercises like that but when you look at like standing posture it's not so much about strength of the abs because the abs that rectus abdominis where your six pack is should be relaxed when you're standing so the diaphragm can just oscillate as right. you breathe in and out it's not like a postural stabilizer muscle like your six pack that shouldn't be flexed while you're standing if it is you're going to create a, like a equal and opposite tension on the back muscles and it should be relatively relaxed in ideal posture it's like you're holding a like a flagpole perfectly upright which doesn't take a lot of effort it's just like these little micro adjustments that like small postural muscles are making in your inner pelvis and calves and things like that but you shouldn't have locked tension in your abs or your low back you shouldn't have to think about like tucking your tailbone or pulling your stomach in or pulling none of that like it should just be relaxed like a little kid and another thing to think your about CD again. I mean, your video again, hmm. doing those. Yeah. And another thing to think about too, as we continue to uh, vote against Colette's breast reduction surgery, <laughs> is that um, yes, very large breasts can cause back problems, but you might want to think and look into some of these other issues that we're going to talk about that can cause back trouble, um, because uh, just because large breasts can cause back trouble doesn't mean that they will doesn't mean that that's always the case and that may not be the main contributing factor to you you may be able to find some other solutions that we talk about that improve it enough or that, that it's not an issue for you mm. jason a very troubling stat that media and doctors won't discuss over 35 percent will get addicted to painkillers yeah it's kind of a big deal you know because yeah. it's well you know doctors aren't trained in all this kind of stuff and so the solution becomes, oh, you have pain? Well, let me give you this that kind of numbs that pain. And, and they do that out of, you know, they feel bad. The person's in pain 24 hours a day. What? They don't have any other options left. But then when the people get addicted to these painkillers and they end up trashing their whole body, what, what do you do then? 
Yeah, and it doesn't correct the alignment, obviously, when you it's do that. It's not correcting the problem, right? So you can get bigger problems like a disc that herniates, and then you have like intense sciatica, and the, like those pain meds don't work very well for that. It's right. too intense to like to sedate. So it's not a good solution. The good thing about corrective exercises is that when they're the right ones for you, a lot of the time they work right away, like immediately. And then through repetition of the exercises, your body learns those new movement patterns and postures, and then the pain stays away. So that's cool because that can work even faster than a drug, and it's natural and lasting and real. Right. And you're not slamming your liver with every, yeah. every time you get some right. relief. A lot of times the surgeries don't help at all. And sometimes they just help for a little while, but they're still, yeah. It's like, you know, when we talked about antacids, like it temporarily like sedates one symptom, but then you get a lot of other issues and new issues. A good example is like spinal fusions. I remember we had this one client who became a therapist um, who had two spinal fusions by the age of 25. Wow. She was in a car accident and had really bad like sciatic pain after that. So she got her like L4, L5, like vertebrae fused and then her L5, L6 fused. So she had like very limited motion and still was in constant pain. She came into the clinic with like a walking crutch and just like shaking and just, you know, at a loss for what to do. And she was on meds and stuff. And then she did her exercises and came back the next week and walked in. She was like glowing. And the first thing, she didn't say anything. She just started doing jumping jacks. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, awesome. It was so cool. Yeah, that's um, great. So even with that fused spine and even, you know, even with the medication still, she hadn't fixed the problem. But as soon as she did, it, you know, her world changed. And like you said, like, even if you do have, like, large breasts or whatever or a fusion bar in your back, you can still do a lot to shift your alignment and improve your movement mechanics and get out of pain. Yeah, that's like pain management. Just manage the pain, but they don't get rid of the problem. It's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yasmin, is there any way to naturally prevent or treat monthly menstrual back pain? Tony? Yes. The cramp man? Yes. And we, you know, we talk about this a lot in my book, Kick Menstrual Cramps in the Nuts. And a lot of times this has to do, this is more of a nutritional issue when it's showing up with your period every time. And it has a lot to do with uh, specific minerals have to be present at the tissue level uh, in those muscles for them to be able to relax. Um, and calcium is a big deal with that. And uh, so what happens is if too much calcium gets stripped out of those tissues, the muscles can con contract and then they don't have the ability to relax and they tighten up and, and there can be a lot of pain there. Um, and so when your period is showing up, and we've talked about this on a lot of shows, um, but it, it takes a lot of resources to make that cycle happen. And uh, if you're not pulling in enough resources, maybe you have digestive issues that aren't allowing you to pull enough minerals out of your food, then your body is going to get the minerals it needs no matter what, even if it has to mine them out of your tissues or, or even your bones. And a lot of times... Uh, with women, the back is a very mineral-rich area of the body, and the body learns that, oh, if I need to shop for extra minerals, I'll just go there and pull them out. So a lot of times, those muscles can uh, begin to ache just from being mined and for minerals and stuff. Well, you might have stuff to add to that. Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about menstrual cycles and their inti intense demand on resources in the body in previous episodes, but... Just know that, like, 
if you have like low, a little bit of low back pain normally, and then all of a sudden everything's tweaked, the tissues are calcium deficit, like you said, and your overall like hormones are having you feel just a lot of like sensitivity and pain, like that little pain is going to exacerbate during that period of time. It's just right. going to feel way worse. And, uh, if you get like, you win the lottery, like be amazed, like all of a sudden you feel better. Like it's just, you know, <laughs> so a lot of that like mental state and where your attention's at, what amount of resources and energy your body has available to deal with whatever is, um, can drastically affect the amount of pain that you feel. Uh, a cool thing is that like the more that you sort of just correct your movement mechanics and your body chemistry overall, even those intense demands, whether it's your menstrual cycle or a really hard workout or, a fist fight, whatever it is, like you know, you're gonna be able to handle it better. Right, and and so you can read uh, kick menstrual cramps in the nuts, and it shows you how to run simple tests you can do at home to kind of get an idea of where your physiology is and and where your mineral levels are. And uh, we also teach how to do a lot of those tests in the uh, the free four week digestion course at, at kickitinthenuts.com. But if you can look at things just like your blood pressure, you know that. If it's real low, that's a strong indication that you have low minerals in your system and you can take steps to uh, bring in more minerals and then also take steps to improve digestion so that you can pull more minerals out of the foods that you're eating. And, and we see girls, you know, I, we, we see a lot of women that during their period, they're in a fetal position for three days. They can't, they're balled up and crying and they can't even move. Um, but when you start getting the resources in there and get some calcium down to the tissues where it's supposed to be, um, and just taking calcium is not enough to do that. So don't think that's the answer. You have to get it to the right location. But when they do that, they're, they can be human during their period and they don't even understand. I'm, I'm allowed to be a human during this time and it's just fun for them. So the word is exacerbate. I think I said acerbate. I know, I made fun of you. And you made fun of me, and I didn't know what you were talking about. (laughs) And now I know. Okay. (laughs) Um, All right, Lauren. Hey, I'm a 13 year old girl, and I suffer from frequent lower and top back pain. I'm liking that we're getting 13 year olds. That's cool. That's fancy. Doctors say I have a curvature of the spine, but I was wondering if there is anything I can do to lessen the pain and/or make the pain come less frequently. Yeah. So that you know, I would want to know first of all. if you're at that age where you're starting to have your period show up and is is it worse around that time? That's the first thing to look at and, and are your mental resources low? But then you could also, if that's taken care of, then it's time to start doing some of the stuff that Will likes to do. Yeah. Um, if you have congenital scoliosis, like everybody has a curved spine. Like it's supposed mm-hmm. to be curved, you know, so there's the the correct like thoracic and cervical and lower dotic like upper lower middle back curves but i think when your doctor says curvature of the spine they usually mean lateral like sideways like Mm -hmm. like uh like it's bendy yeah bendy to the side always right Mm -hmm. and sometimes people are born like that (laughs) that's the technical (laughs) translation (laughs) bendy to the side always (laughs) and some people are born with congenital scoliosis um and some people develop it because of some injury or like whatever. They always are on their phone, on one ear, something like that, you know. So your body can learn to be like that. And the bones can even adjust to accommodate that. Like they'll change shape. And they can change back as you correct your body alignment. And even if you were born with scoliosis, you can do a lot to reduce the lateral curve. 
And the company that trained me in the exercise therapy is called the Agoski Method, and they did some clinical studies of improvement of scoliosis through exercise therapy and showed actual change in the size and shape of the vertebrae as they progress. So not only reduction in the curve, the lateral curve, but the bones actually reform. Just like if you uh, say you walk kind of sideways and one foot's always pointed out and you develop like a bunion, that's that's a, like a callus of the skin and even of the bone, right? And it's responding to the stress, uh, the electrical stimulus that it gets from the compression as you walk off, like walk out of balance. And your spine does that too. And it can readjust the shapes of the bones to suit that stress. And then if you fix it, it will readjust the shapes again. So the body's amazing. And so your bones can go back because I yeah. was told that scolios- scoliosis thing as well. Yeah, yeah, they can reshape, which is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, but think of like, can a callus go away? Yeah, right? It's, think of it like that. It can, You're talking about me now because yeah. I feel like I have a bunion on my foot. Uh-huh. I've got, you know, yeah. wow. Okay. Um, and one other thing I want to say about the videos that are up there on, on my site, on the mybodyofknowledge.net forward slash pain relief videos, they are, like, you'll find different ones that say like for upper back pain or lower back pain or general back pain or, what you know, knee pain, shoulder pain. Don't get discouraged if that particular video doesn't work for you because it's not tailored to you. It's tailored to like the normal causes of people that have pain in that area. But just like nutrition, like there's a lot of things that could be yeah. off causing your symptoms. So I try to make the videos treat the usual suspects, the usual like postural imbalances that cause those issues. But if you do it and you get some relief or no relief, don't be discouraged. Like just look at your body alignment and you can seek like individual attention you can either find me on my site and contact me there's like a, i do skype sessions if you're not in la or in person and then there's you can also look up egoscue.com and they also do online therapy and have clinics all over the country and they, if that one-on-one attention might be something that you need just don't get discouraged if it you know following this one generic video didn't do the trick for you yeah do you know the site where people could go to find that yeah, it's egoscue.com, which is spelled E-G-O, like ego, and then S-C-U-E, like skew, ego skew. Or uh, go to mybodyofknowledge.net forward slash pain relief, and then you'll find a link where you can contact me. You were talking about people's alignment now with people on the phone and stuff. This generation is going to have, like, all bent heads, <laughs> and then they're going to start having right. sort of tennis elbows and stuff like that. They're going to have text fingers. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're going to have little, like, you know, uh-huh. bandages and stuff for their fingers for texting. Mm-hmm. That's what I was wondering if at, at some point, like, with this new, it's cool to be self-mutilated now, I wonder if... At one point, it's going to be cool. Like, I want to get my spine bent a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> they have their, or pierced. Maybe. Yeah. There's, like, kids that are... They're having their nipple removed now. Oh, like they, man. They, what? they they surgically have their nipple removed and they sew it up and then it's like, what? look at me, I'm cool. Here's my scar where I had my nipple removed. That is what nice. the is heck? that in Asia? I no. <laughs> so I <laughs> not to be racist against Asia, but I just saw like they were doing this one thing where they do these weird tattoo implants on their foreheads uh-huh. that were like these weird like circle shapes. Which is the most? I maybe I shouldn't judge because I don't know the cultural context of that, but I just didn't like the look of it. Yeah, and I don't, it might not even be real, but I just saw it and I was like, oh, that's just that bothers me. Yeah, I got a sad. jar full of 
nipples at all. <laughs> That's just disgusting. Oh my god. Okay, uh, and that just looks so weird. Uh, what would a boob look like without a nipple? It would look weird. It to would me. look like a butt cheek. Yeah, I guess. or something. Uh, okay, unless you've had you know chemo or something like that, then you're okay. But if you're doing that on purpose, what the heck? Yeah. Uh, Laura from Los Angeles, California. Someone told me to take magnesium, and it seemed to help my muscle spasms. So that's kind of has to do with the calcium in the tissue situation. And a lot of times if you're having spasms or, or muscle twitches, um, magnesium can help correct that because it's usually a, a, a magnesium deficiency. And magnesium is very important in helping calcium be assimilated and get to the right place. Um, but I, I find that uh, a specific type of magnesium, magnesium malate, seems to work the best in that situation. But keep in mind that magnesium is very pro-catabolic. So if you do your self-tests and you find that um, you're already too catabolic, then you would want to limit how much magnesium you're using. Don't just start popping magnesium because it could make you worse. We're all snowflakes. Hello, snowflake. D.W. Pulled a cast iron tub up to a second floor. A couple weeks later, hauled radio transmitters around, not to mention the 1,200 miles driving the box truck. Now I'm confined to my recliner. I can't sit normally. If I do, it goes out, and I have to lay down till it comes back. There are no painless moments in my day. Am I correct in assuming all I can do is wait? That's really sad because it's so much pain. I don't think that you just wait. I think Will tells you stuff, and then you do it, and then it... Mm-hmm. it yeah, yeah, that works better. Yeah. <laughs> do what Will says. Uh-huh. You know, the, I, I do think that it is valid for some people when they have a situation that it's going to take longer than they want it to, to correct itself or to improve. Um, but I think that you could always take steps. Even with, you know, a lot of people say, I can't stretch because even that's painful, but... You know, I think there's always things that you can do no matter where you are, even if they're very minimal, to at least go in that direction. Yeah, and there's some, like, there's some passive sort of realignment stretches that when you're really, really in bad back pain, like you have some structural damage and you're really tight and you're fearful about it because you're constantly in pain and anxiety, it takes, like, really skilled practitioners to help you fix it even if like you see the right exercise they could take you through it in such a way that it works for you and if you just try it on your own you might not know all the little nuances or the sequencer so you should probably if you're in a, a ton of pain you should probably go try to find a Goski clinic or contact me or at least at least read pd Goski's book called pain free you can find that on his website or amazon it's a bestseller um, but there are things you can do like even the way you lie around, there's some passive stretches that you can do that can help you start to get out of pain within an hour. And then you can start to build from there doing right. really gentle, progressive exercises. But it's not obvious what to do. It is simple. It's just not obvious. Right. And you may be able to do some exercises that take you out of pain. And then as soon as you go back into life, that pain can come mm-hmm. back because you're doing all those activities. You know, So that doesn't mean that it didn't work. It just means you need to establish that to yeah. last. Yeah. All right. Susie from Ocala, Florida, and Jason. Um, Susie, herniated disc and ruptured disc, do these heal? Jason says, Susie, they can. They more or less dissolve and stop impinging the nerve, but may take a year. That's true. And you can also get out of pain right away sometimes. It depends on the particular 
situation in your spine. Like, if there's literally, like, shrapnel from the disc and the gel inside the disc, like, like messing with the nerve and touching it, it can cause constant inflammation and pain. In other cases, there's a lot of people that have herniated and ruptured discs that don't even know it and don't have any pain. Right. A lot of the time, because it's not touching the nerve. So what's great about that is just because it's ruptured, just because you had a really expensive MRI that showed what's happening, like that doesn't mean that you have to be in pain. And I've seen it hundreds of times where they come in with these MRIs, they're in intense pain all the time, and we take them through a couple exercises and all of a sudden they don't hurt in like 10, 20 minutes. So is the disc still ruptured? Yeah. Yeah. It's just not pushing on the nerve, right? So... The, for the, for the dissolving to happen, if it has ruptured and like the gel is leaking out of the disc, that may take a little while to your body to clean up, but that doesn't mean that you have to wait till then to get out of pain. And also keep in mind too, cause this is where a lot of confusion comes in, is that you may cause an injury to a disc or something and, but you may not have pain cause it may not be hitting a nerve or anything like that and you'll be fine. And then, you know, months later, you're like, uh, yeah, I was I was watching the Muppets, and and now I can't walk, <laughs> you know. And it just happened to be that enough things happened to where a, ner- a nerve, you know, is now being pinched or whatever, and there's horrible pain. But if a person looks back and like nothing really happened, you know, Fozzie had an ice cream cone and that mm-hmm. was it, uh, so they can't figure out how this happened. But it could have been something that happened long ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of, I was reading this article about, you know, people who have chronic back pain and stuff like that. And a lot of stuff is fear. It's a lot of fear in your mind, too. Once you've had your back go out, you're so scared to do anything that you tend to not do things like mm. stretch and stuff because you're scared it's going to hurt it. Mm. So then you get tight and then you set yourself up to hurt yourself. So it's kind of like, it's like this cycle that you get in, this psychological thing. And I know because for myself, I get scared the day that the Cairo told me I had scoliosis. Tony saw me. I was freaked out. And I had to talk to like him and you and kind of calm down to think, okay, this isn't like a death sentence. This is. Yeah. And when you hear scoliosis, like usually it's functional rather than born with it. And you'd want to think the same sort of stuff if you listen to our podcast about arthritis. It's like, why is it lateral? Why is it bending sideways always? You know? Right. And just like, why is the joint swelling? And Will, can you talk a little bit, you know, because when he's like, uh, when she asks, can they heal? Um, the important thing to look at is, is your body in a state where it can heal and repair things. Mm-hmm. So can you talk, in case no one's ever heard our shows, about anabolic and catabolic and how important yeah, that is? Yeah, to be able to like make the tissues have integrity and strength, you need to be not... Like, you need to be able to go into the anabolic state at night where your body's rebuilding tissues. And you also need to have a few particular nutrients. Like, if you don't have enough vitamin C or if you don't have enough proteins, you're not going to really be able to make healthy new membranes. So, you can check out our fat, or our digestive issues course on kickinthenuts.com and see if you're in a catabolic imbalance. And that can help you get an understanding of, like, okay, what? That's where I'm at. What do I need to do to help make myself more anabolic? And a lot of that, a lot of times that has to do with the kinds of fats you're eating and making sure you're getting enough cholesterol rich foods and able to digest them. Right. And, and the, the digestion thing is going to be a big factor too. Cause Will mentioned, you know, you have, enough, have to have enough protein, but that protein has to be able to be broken down into amino acids, which are the building blocks 
of tissue. And if your body can't break down pro protein properly, then you won't, it's like you don't have bricks to build your house. You just mm -hmm. have guys standing around waiting to build a house. Yeah. And another thing about healing bulging discs is you need to correct the, like, the main reason why it's bulging. And it's because of the position of the spine and the pressure that gravity has on the disc due to that pressure. So if you think of like, if you like drove over like a, a shallow road or a huge speed bump and you bent the axle of your car, all of a sudden like one wheel doesn't sit flat on the ground, it's going to have a lot of like odd asymmetrical pressure on it. And the tire itself is going to start to bulge and is likely to pop way sooner than it would otherwise if mm -hmm. it was running straight. That's just like the disc. Like it's going to bulge because the pressure is pushing it that way by the bones, the vertebrae are making it go that way. So for it, you can reduce and the bulge can like reposition, but you have to change the position of the spine. And you do that by... Through corrective exercises. Okay. Yeah. Amber from Clara, Michigan. When I throw cabers, my back hurts the next day. Advice? I like Amber. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you say to that, Kenna? I, I'm like, don't throw cabers, eat capers. Yeah, that'll help mm -hmm. if you do that. If mm -hmm. you switch, if you switch that out, and you really the B and the P. Right. Yeah. The best thing about that is you're just switching one letter. It's exactly. not a big deal. Yeah. It's pretty easy to do. Next question. Chastity. Are we going? But no, this brings up an important point. So, like, well, let me first. Did you know what a caber is? A like, caper. Caber. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I don't these, know. It's some kind of like a contest, like a thing. But the Highland Game things. That yeah, she does? yeah, she does these games, but. It's like this huge pole that's mm. like, uh, I don't, it looks heavy. Like yeah. a tree, like I mean, a tree. She's a hoss. I've seen the picture of her doing it. Like a man. telephone she's pole. Right? It's like a telephone pole. Mm. And the way that they that they bend down and pick it up like against their shoulder, it just looks like so wrong. <laughs> but it's it's the way that they do it. Yeah. So, it's like CrossFit to me. I'm like, how can like you not get injured Scottish doing CrossFit? that? Yeah. So it's... It's kind of like doing a weighted squat, but with your face in the dirt yeah. and a big, like a person on your shoulder. On one shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So that might have some... Kind of like Saturday night. Remember that? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> the thing is, the body is designed to do all sorts of crazy awesome stuff. Like we are champions of, evol of evolution. We're, like we're here, right? For now. For now, you know. <laughs> well, bacteria is really leading, but we're, we're around. That says something, you know. And our bodies are super athletic. We're meant to be these really active, dynamic hunter-gatherers capable of doing way more than typing. But usually that's uh -huh. all people do is type. Do you hear so that, Tony? You start typing. tired of typing. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll <laughs> do other things. So our body's designed to be able to do all these dynamic, awesome, athletic, you know, f uh, feats. But most of the time, we're not able to do even simple stuff. And most approaches is like, if something starts to hurt, you just don't do it anymore. Like, oh, I don't, I can't sprint anymore, so I'll just jog. I can't jog anymore, so I'll just ride the elliptical. I can't ride the elliptical anymore, so I'll just sit in my chair and hurt. Uh -huh. You know, it's like it's this little awful progression. And when I was first starting as a trainer, like I didn't know how to fix this stuff with people. So if they came to me to me with a knee injury, we would just not work legs until it hopefully got better, right? right. And that does not that's not a solution. That's not kind of like someone who can't digest protein, like, oh I just won't eat protein. You know, right, it's right. the same very much like it immediately resonated to me when we first when I first learned to do all the body chemistry testing that we do, that the stuff that we do with body chemistry is like the uh, is like 
body chemistry to the human body versus uh, the Egoski method to body alignment. They're like parallel things where they look at the individual and they come up with a custom routine to fix that person's particular imbalances and weaknesses. Looking more at the causes instead of just the symptoms. Exactly. And coming up with a very, like, there will never be one ultimate posture correction exercise, like routine. Mm -hmm. and there will never be one perfect diet because there's all these nuances. Right. So when you look at, like, being able to throw a caber, that's a very high demand activity. And yeah, the body is capable of doing that. And some people do it without pain. So we see like, oh, it's, that's possible. We worked with and do work with a lot of NFL players and hockey players and all sorts of high end, high impact pro athletes that come to us with back pain. They weigh 380 pounds. They slam into 380 pound guys all day long <laughs> and they have intense pains in all sorts of places. They fix their alignment and all of a sudden their back doesn't hurt. They didn't have to lose 200 pounds. They didn't have to like stop playing their sport even. And right. they were able to do it without pain because they corrected their movement patterns. So I would say, Amber, if you want to throw cabers without pain, it's, it's possible, you know, for most people to be able to get to that point. If you just work on your alignment and have progressively enhanced, you know, training to get you to be able to do something intense like that with the correct movement patterns. And if not, then at least, at least you have our backup caper plan. Yes. Mm -hmm, exactly. Chastity from Carson City, Nevada. My back pain has a constant heat-burning sensation where I have to sleep with it uncovered and exposed. I can't have anything on my lower back. I feel like my back constantly has a fever. Hmm. Interesting. So I have heard that a lot of times this is more of like a nerve situation, but there's other things... Uh, that even just a muscle strain can feel like mm. heat as well. But do you see people that talk about this at all, Will? I would, yeah, I would, I would assume what you think, like there's some sort of nerve impingement causing it to feel hot. Mm -hmm. It may actually be hot, you know, um, but, and that, that can also be due to the nerve, like that's not being able to control thermogenesis in that area so i would look and see like do you have any sort of nerve impingement or whatever and i would also just look at like what's off in my posture that i can work on right now because whether or not you do have a nerve impingement if you have crazy weird burning back pain your posture is probably not very good and there's stuff you can do to start working on that or she might have a fever for the flavor of a pringle it happens mm-hmm Christy. She could be like Will and just left the stove on. <laughs> every, every time I come. Every time I come. <laughs> One of these days he's going to pull up and there's not going to be an office anymore because it's going to be on fire. Mm. It's going to be like art imitating life with office space, too. And then I'll be like, <laughs> Is that a plug for that? Yeah, that's a plug for me. Y'all get websites. I get plugs for my I office. love office space. Aww, that's fantastic. All right. So, uh, Robin and also Charles. Didn't, uh, did, did I read the other one? Christy. Nope, sorry. Christy. Yes, I've been having back pain. I use ice and heat on my back. Ice on those days, I've done too much and heat on for the other times. What are your thoughts on that, Will? Um, sounds like symptom management, and it's fine to do that stuff. It doesn't, just, doesn't make anything worse or anything like that. It doesn't make that. it worse. It could, it could be symptomatic relief like a massage, but you won't need that when you correct your body alignment and the magic of how that works is right now your back because of how you move is way overactive like way more work gets asked of the back than of all your other muscles like your gait your leg muscles and your pelvis and your butt and your upper back muscles and all that if you act if you did work to get those to start participating in the activities your low back could relax and it wouldn't be so tight and inflamed and hot and all that 
All right. Robin, degeneration disc thoracic, cervical lumbar, also have spondylitis, curving of the spine, bone spurs, stenosis. My pain management doctor says I should be level 2 on my best days according to testing. However, I'm a level 4 on my best days and level 10 on my worst days. So what gives without pain meds? Charles from Bakersfield, California says that was almost my problem. I have degenerative disc, spondylosis, and stenosis. Massage does help more than painkillers. That's a lot of there's a lot Hard of stuff words. to kind of look at here too, um, because basically some of those hard words like the spondylosis is just is like that? an inflammation, yeah. and and where that the spine can be like stiffening, and there's a lot of different things that could be creating that. Um, which there's a few people on here that have similar situations with bone spurs too, and when you look, we've talked a lot about in our uh, in our joint pain episode about how. Uh, things that can cause calcium to be pulled out of the tissues and then the calcium starts to float around and it gets deposited in joints or even in around spines and and can cause things to kind of uh, not move so well so what what are your thoughts on that will yeah other than the nutritional side of that where the calcium can just kind of like build up in joints and cause the stiffness like we talked about in our arthritis episode. When you look at bone spurs, a lot of times, for example, people will have them around their Achilles and their ankle, and that's because of like how they're walking. It's creating this extra stress pattern where it's actually pulling the tendon away from the bone a little bit, and the bone will start to generate more uh, more calcification, more bone cells to try to like co- connect the tendon more tightly, and that can happen also in the vertebrae of the spine, and it's just like I said earlier, it's just like a a callus would develop on your foot if you walk kind of weird on one side of it and you roll over more like certain toes over more than the others. The skin will start to grow and harden, and the same thing is that's what a bone spur is on the on the bone level. So all those things together, like the misposition of your spine overall, is what's causing is usually a big contributing factor in causing all these issues. There can definitely be some intense biochemical imbalances that create like just degradation of the skeletal system overall and that's that's a huge thing that sometimes is like a freak genetic thing and other times has a lot to do with nutrition or toxicity if 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 there's things that are degenerative a lot of times see when will was talking about the anabolic and catabolic state the catabolic state is where we're usually supposed to be during the day and the body's making energy and it breaks down tissue so that the tissue can be rebuilt and made new but what happens is a lot of people will get stuck in just the catabolic state most of the time or just the anabolic state most of the time. And uh, both states are fine if you're moving back and forth between the two. But if you get stuck in a catabolic state and your body's just breaking down tissue, you know, all, everything in the spine, all that connective stuff, all that is tissue. And if it's just being broken down and not being rebuilt, then problems are going to occur. Also, although I hate to say it, but I will allow it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you have inflammation stuff going on, then sugar is going to be horrible for you. And there's certain foods that are do, do, really... Do. Yeah. You're starting the, to call the day, I know, I know. the day arrived when Kenna slammed <laughs> sugar. Kenna said sugar <laughs> first. It finally happened. <laughs> I still love sugar. 
But for inflammation, I can, that that is a problem. And when I'm not eating right, then I do hurt in places. Right, and people, a lot of people don't know that at all. They don't know that there's a correlation between sugar intake and exacerbating specific types of inflammation. So that is a good thing to know. You just knowledge them. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna have uh, time for one more question, and we're gonna have to take this. This is gonna be a six part show. Okay. I can tell right now because we, should, we are not doing well. Yeah, maybe we should write. We should maybe write another done with kick back pain in the nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, obviously there's a market out there. This is a big thing. Yeah. So let's take one more question. All right, Steve. How about what's be- what's the best way to make your lower back better after pain from lifting weights during squats? accidentally screwed up proper form and threw out my lower back a few months ago and the pain is still not fully gone then i heard it again two days ago ow steve i would i would like you to if you're in the place where you're doing weighted squats that's awesome i would refer you to the the pain relief videos that i have on my website mybodyofknowledge.net you can first try the there's a video that says it's for low back pain you can do that and it'll get you out of like the tightness and the pain and then you can start doing also if you just go to mybodyofknowledge.net forward slash pain relief there's a general alignment video that you can start doing as a warm-up or a cool down to your workouts that will keep your back from getting overly tight and hyperextending and doing too much of the work in squats squats definitely do place a huge demand on the low back and they're gonna, it's gonna strengthen those muscles, but it can also easily push people into that pattern of using their low back too much. So the general alignment video that I have will help shift your posture and keep your low back from having to overwork. And that, that low back pain relief one can get you out of the pain that you're in presently. All right, so we're going to wrap up this show, but stay tuned for the next show where we're continuing. So if you didn't get your question answered to, on this show, you will on the next. If you want to learn more about how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com. You can also go to mybodyofknowledge.net for Will and Egos... How, what was oh, it? The Egoscu. Egoscu. Uh, Egoscu.com. Egoscu.com, and that's just like ego... With skew. Yeah, E-G-O-S is in Sam, C-U-E. Dot com. Yeah, and so next week when we continue this show, we'll talk about a lot. We have a lot of stuff about sciatica and surgeries and stuff like that. So if we didn't get to your question, we will. And, and if you liked this, uh, if you found something in this episode that was helpful, then go to iTunes and leave us a review, and that helps us spread the word. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like us, then, well. Then they don't have reviews. Yeah, exactly. They don't allow them. All right, see you next week. Oh, Sunday